I guess all of the listeners had found themselves at least at one point going into a shopping mall and asking themselves, well, where are the restrooms here? If we'll take that, and that's, and that's an orientation issue, right? That's an orientation challenge. Where is that? When you, whenever you ask yourself, where is something, that, that's an orientation challenge. Again, I think from, from that angle, what we're trying to think is how can we solve, not just for one audience or another, but for, from a universal design perspective for everyone. Whether you're a first-time founder or a serial entrepreneur, learning never stops. The path to creating a successful business is fierce. Learning from those who come before you is extremely valuable. Welcome to the I Am Podcast for Startups. I am Mariah. Join me as we chat with innovators and entrepreneurs from building the idea from the ground up to scaling their startups across verticals across the world. Let's get started. So this is still Mariah, your host, and today I can't wait to have a fun and valuable conversation with the co-founder and the CEO at Right Here. Well, Right Here helps everyone everywhere. We were just talking a while ago backstage. Idan Mir. Hey, Idan. Hi, good morning. Well, good evening, wherever you're listening to this. It's the morning <laughs> at 7 a.m. here, and it's a pleasure to be here. Yes, thank you good for inviting from me. the Philippines. Yeah, you're in the U.S., so thank you very much for waking up early. Sure, yeah, absolutely. I'm near uh, Washington, D.C., and uh, yeah, as I said, it's uh, 7 a.m., uh, very cloudy, uh, cold outside, and uh, warm inside, so uh, I'm excited <laughs> to get started. Thank you for inviting me again, Maria. Thank you. My pleasure. Okay, but before we go to right here, we'd love to know more about Idan. So tell us more about you, your experience or your career, or your personal life, if you would. Okay, go ahead. Sure, sure. yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so, so yeah, I'm Idan. I'm at 36 uh, and four days. <laughs> so my birthday is usually with the beginning of the year. Uh, and I married to Liat, and I'm a father of two well, lovely kids uh, as well, Vigail and Rani. Vigail is five, Rani is three. Um, I relocated here to the, to the U.S. about a year ago uh, with a very big mission of bringing right here Israeli success to the U.S. market. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, my previous background was always around entrepreneurship uh, at the time. Uh, Early on, I didn't even know to call it entrepreneurship or that I'm an entrepreneur. I thought it just projects I've been working on all the time. There was, I have this project, I have that project. That was the type, how I was described it at the time. Some of them weren't businesses. Some of them was non-profit uh, initiatives. Uh, but there were always a mix of initiatives, uh, pro projects. Uh, today, I can call it entrepreneurships uh, or, 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 or ventures. Uh, they were always mixed of social good or social value um, and uh, and some sort of a business uh, creativity, I would call it. Um, yeah, so that's a, that, that's a, that's a very, very quickly. I studied business uh, and psychology at the Open University uh, in Israel. And uh, I guess that's in a nutshell. I can talk a lot about it myself, but I think that's going to be boring all the listeners. So let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's keep rocking. Okay. So I just remember when you said like, okay, I'm not sure if I'm an entrepreneur, but I remember Ayal, like our founder, he said, okay, I just picked some fruits 
and put out a table outside the garage and sell them. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. you are the entrepreneurs by heart. Okay. I had, I had some different, different, like, you know, ventures like this, like really crazy today, ridiculous, even I would call them ideas of just, you know, trying to go there out there and see what's the reaction with the market. I love the interaction between an idea and then how people perceive it and, and maybe even actually completing it with a transaction. So that's, <laughs> that's what I guess drives me behind it. Very startup. <laughs> yeah, very, very much. <laughs> very fast, moving very fast. Okay. So, wow. Later, we'd love to know the lessons of um, building a startup with two kids. Okay. But hang on, hang on. So let's yeah. talk about, let's yeah. talk about. I even have a word for this, by the way. What, what? It's a parentpreneur. <laughs> parentpreneur. Oh, I thought it's like dadpreneur or mompreneur. Now oh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. parentpreneur. <laughs> Yes. Well, my entrepreneur is Tamar. She also been here on your one of your episodes, Tamar. So this is her her term. I want to take that to the dad. But yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Shout out to Tamar Shapira. Yes, she's yes. been in the show. And I promise like to guest more female founders. So yes. wait for it. Yes. They're <laughs> okay. doing an incredible job as well. Mm, yes. Hashtag accessibility, diversity, equality, inclusivity. Right. Did yep. I get it right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. So talking about right here, right? So for visually impaired. So first, please um, talk to us more about this problem. How big is this problem? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So, so to, to, to get into our world uh, of right here, usually, you know, begin with two really unbelievable facts. Um, one is spe specifically here in the U.S., uh, there are over a hundred million uh, braille signs. Wherever you go, you find these braille signs. Uh, in it doesn't matter if it's a small restaurant or if it's a big airport, hotel, hospital. They're all around us, uh, and usually you find them in elevators and restrooms. So there's a lot of braille signs out there. So this is the first fact. The second fact is that, and most people don't know it, is that over ninety percent, even ninety-five percent of the blind community cannot read Braille at all. Really? Uh, so it's left us, yeah. Yeah, did you know that, Maria? No, no. I thought they yeah. all learn how to do it. So, mm. so no, not at all. A lot, the majority, again, over 90% cannot read Braille at all. Those who do read Braille are having a hard time to find the sign. Obviously, you need to know where the sign is to be able to actually read it, right? And those who are lucky to find the sign not necessarily want to touch the sign, especially in the past two years because of COVID-19. So all in all, it's not, a, it's not effective, to say the least. And when you ask uh, these audience, these communities, so how do you go out and about in the world? Their answer is usually their answer is always with somebody. It could be a mother, a father, a friend. Uh, they can do incredible things, by the way. People, for those listeners who might, you know, think that the, this disability is just too big and they cannot do anything, and so this is completely wrong. Uh, I know firsthand a lot of people from the blind and visually impaired community can do really incredible things from, you know, coding, programming apps, right? Not just using apps, but actually program programming the apps uh, as coders all the way to, you know, uh, 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 copywriting to what, you know, skateboarding, whatever that is, like whatever, you know, whatever you have in mind, most certainly that also a person uh, who's blind or visually impaired could also do. Uh, 
But when it comes to the basic task of going from one point to another, that's become a challenge. And, and, uh, and a lot of times they ask for someone for help. So, so that's a problem. That's a problem for both sides. One is for the, for the, for the user, for the person with the disability. By the way, we'll be talking probably mostly about people who are blind or visually impaired. But bear in mind that there's a lot of other audiences with orientation challenges that could be cognitive. Um, like I usually give an example of dyslexia. You might see a sign with a lot of text, but you might not necessarily be able to read it uh, because of a, a dyslexia, for example, or, or some other cognitive issue. Uh, that could be even mental. Uh, and I can even go all the way to, to language barrier, right? If you... Moria, do you, do you read Hebrew by any chance? I wish I could. Right. So there's some <laughs> location in Israel where you'll walk around and you'll see only Hebrew signs. Mm. That would be uh, difficult, probably, for you to find you know, your way around. So it could even go, when you're talking about orientation, it can even go to just language barrier. So that's a problem for, for anyone with orientation challenge, but it's also a big problem for facilities who's looking to, you know, expand the market as much as possible and provide the best customer exp experience as possible as well as complying with ADA or, or accessibility regulations depends on, on the market. So that, that's basically what we're solving. That's the problem we've been addressing. Oh, I love that. I mean, I am not um, physically or um, with eyesight challenge, but I love this because I have poor sense of direction and orientation <laughs> and I need this like um, just an app telling me where everything is, how to go around, right? So exactly. yeah, it, it's not just for it, as what Shapira termed differently abled. So I love that. Uh, I mean, think about it, just like uh, someone is whispering in your ear where where you are, what is there, what's around you. That's obviously very helpful for people who are blind or visually impaired, but. It actually helps anyone else. I, I, the, one of the reasons I got into this is because I believe it could also help me. I'm always getting lost wherever I go. Uh, knowing, like hearing in my ear where, where I am, what is there, what's around me could really help me in different situations. Um, <laughs> so absolutely. See, we're like, we have eyesight, oh, good eyesight. Not yeah. so good, not so perfect 2020, right? But uh, yes. We need this. Yeah. Okay. And you said, um, I was like about to ask you, is anyone in the family who has this impairment or something? But you said it's you. <laughs> no, well, I don't have any uh, visual yeah. impairment, but I, I tend to get lost very easily. Uh, my grandfather in the end of his life turned to be blind, but it wasn't really the reason. I, I was always thinking like if I could help myself get, acquiring better orientation, uh, that will make my life better. And when thinking about it, we thought, okay, who has the most severe orientation challenges? Uh, we came to realize it's probably the blind community. Uh, we started to talk, like today I have so many friends with, within the blind community nice. and I feel like I knew, I've been part of it forever. <laughs> but, uh, but the truth is I got into this just through the technology and the, the work we've been working on. Wow, what an impact. Okay, yeah. so if like I am um, visually impaired, how do I use it? Yeah, or or whatever other right yes. user, you can just download the app. Yep, you can just download the app. It's a free app, uh, completely free app, uh, both Android and iPhone. Uh, we spell it right here: R I G H T H E A R. Here, like hearing, so you can hear where you are. 
Um, it's a free app, as I said, both platforms. Uh, you can use it. For, by the way, there's no signing sign in or we get no information about you, not even your name, email, or like there's no signing with Facebook or anything like that. So there's no, it's completely anonymous. You can just download it and start using it wherever you are. It gives you directions and information, first GPS based of wherever you are. Uh, and then when you get into a right here enabled location, this is a place where we mapped and we put our technology into, then you'll get the same or similar experience as you would have outdoors with GPS, but now in an indoor environment where obviously GPS is, isn't available. Um, so for example, I'll give you the uh, uh, McDonald's example. We work with all the McDonald's in Israel. Uh, you can find the app uh, in the app that McDonald's is accessible. You know, maybe I would say before for the listeners who might want asking themselves right now, hey, how would a blind person even use an app, right? It's all a touch screen. There's no tactile, no braille there, right? So, uh, although we covered already that braille isn't necessarily would be the solution, but so basically uh, in all of the devices you listeners right now are listening with, uh, whether if it's Android or iPhone, if you'll go to the settings, you'll find accessibility, and there you'll find something called VoiceOver or TalkBack. That's basically a screen reader software embedded in the, in, in the device, which basically read aloud everything that's going on on the screen. So you can, together with that, you can basically use any app uh, right here included, but that could be WhatsApp, Instagram, TikTok, whatever that is, uh, you can use it and obviously, it's been used uh, by everyone, including the blind visually impaired community. Um, so with a similar screen reader experience, uh, uh, our users basically find the relevant location, as I said, McDonald's, for example. Uh, when they tap on it, they can simulate that location before arriving there to kind of build a mental map of the place before going there. It's helped to increase the, the confidence uh, of where you go. Uh, then the app going to ask you, how would you like to get there? We have integrations with Uber, Lyft, and other public transportation apps, or you can just navigate there with our you know, GPS navigation experience. And once you actually arrive, in this example, to McDonald's, uh, you'll get uh, uh, basically three or four main answers. One is, where am I? So you are at the main entrance to McDonald's, blah, 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 wherever that is. So this is, where am I? Secondly, what is here? So... Like, for example, in Israel, we sometimes mentioned that this one is kosher, this one isn't, or the open hours are Monday to Friday. So where am I? What is here? That could be, uh, that could be by the way, in different locations, different things, right? Um, and then what's around me? No matter where you point with your smartphone, like 360 mm -hmm. degrees around you, it will let you know what is there in what distance. So in this direction, it's the counter. This direction is the exit. Restrooms in 20 feet. Uh, th things of that sort. Um, I would say I, I can stop. I mean, obviously we have a lot more features than that, but I can stop here and basically say that, you know, ultimately the goal is to provide independence to our users uh, on the one hand, and on the other hand, increase the market, uh, improve the customer experience and the compliance of accessibility regulations to the facility. In this example, it was McDonald's. Uh, so it's a, it's a, it's a classic win-win situation for all. Yeah, it, it sounds very, very cool. But what are the challenges? Like you said, okay, they have to point it. Like, um, is it's like dependent on the Wi-Fi internet connection, right? So did oh, it, no, no, 
No, no, no, not at all, actually. So there's no no internet uh, connection needed at all. No Wi-Fi or GPS or anything like that. Uh, in, in an indoor environment, we're currently using iBeacon technology, which is basically uh, Bluetooth-based technology. So uh, I can show you here. We basically sent to the McDonald's uh, restaurant like a small kit, which I'm now holding. And in it, it will be able to find a small device, beacon device. This is how it looks like. Uh, it's in the size of a matchbox if you will, mm. uh, with a sticker, you stick it on the wall or on the ceiling, the relevant points of interest in the restaurant. No electricity needed, it has batteries inside. Uh, nice. it's, a, it's a plug and play type of thing. And once you get near to it, then we'll be able to pick up all the, the, the data and information to provide it to you, so. Cool, cool. So what are your challenges then? Yeah, so our challenges, um, yeah, I was, I was sorry for getting too techy. So basically, our challenges, uh, I would say our challenges is uh, awareness. A lot of time, people uh, not thinking about this audience at all. Uh, and when they do, they tend to think, okay, we probably don't need that. There's not a lot of people. There's no, so, so I guess that was one of our challenges. Um, happily, we're, I think we're addressing it pretty well. Uh, more, every, one of the beauty things happening here is that every new location that joined us usually very gladly, happily, you know, talk about it. And that helps us to link to another one and another one and another one. So we truly, you know, consider our customers as our partners. We really partner with them and with the community. A lot of times, you know, a lot of time, a lot of the locations come through a user who visited a hotel, for example, and, you know, it was hard, having hard time finding his room or whatever that is. And then he contacted the hotel and asked, hey, you should talk. So I would say it's, it's a really a together type of work uh, with the community on one hand and the uh, um, business community, I would say, on the other hand. Uh, it's, it's a challenge, but I think we're addressing it pretty well. Wow. Congratulations. And um Speaking of locations, when will it become available in the Philippines? <laughs> Good question. I think we might even have one location. Um, Where not sure. Is I should it? check with Rachel. So we have we have Rachel uh, <laughs> from our team is working in the Philippines. So uh, hi, for over three years. So uh, Rachel, you probably would say four or five. I don't remember. So forgive me for that. But we're very happy to work with Rachel. Interesting. Uh, and I should check with her if we already have or not. But our main focus, to, be, to, to answer your question, our main focus right now is the U.S. or North America market, uh, Canada included. Um, and up until a year ago, most of our uh, uh, focus was completely Israel. Israel. Um, so. Okay. Yeah, there, so, there we've done a lot of a lot of. Uh, I have a long, you know, uh, name dropping list. A lot of brands, international <laughs> brands, have been already working with us from different industries. So the goal now is taking this reference from Israel to so many other locations around the world. Wow, and uh, I think people now are into like impact, right? So mm -hmm. um, it's a very good way for brands, right, to show inclusivity and, like what you said, um, diversity, equality. I, I completely agree with you. I'll just say, you know, I think for for me, impact is always like so natural. It's so kind of given with what with what I'm doing or what we're doing. So 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 yeah, it, it obviously creates a social impact. But I I believe, and we see that firsthand in the past few years, it's also created a business impact. Like equally in the same row in the same breath. Yes, you're helping people be more independent. But yes, you're also helping your business 
doing better uh, from different metrics. Uh, so, so for you business owners who are listening, it's not just for a do good type of thing. It's also a do well for your business type of thing. So, yeah. Yes. Wow. What what a win win. So first, before uh, yeah, you said um, it's like so welcomed in Israel, right? So mm -hmm. um, can you share your first user or first customer story? Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, I'll share this story because they have some sort of a lesson for, for entrepreneurs out there. I guess there's a lot of them listening, right? Yeah. Um, so, so, so when we just started, uh, we obviously met with, with a few potential users from the line community. One of them uh, was Tali, a good friend of mine still for today. Uh, she, she's completely blind and, and we want to, want her to experience the app and make different, you know, test on the app, we wanted to test and give us some feedback. So we went to an auditorium, they have over like 300 seats in the auditorium, and we played that beacon I mentioned before on one of the seats, all right? It was, I think, uh, row 20, uh, seat uh, five, okay? And we wanted to know if Tally will be able to find her own seat in the auditorium, okay? So we played that beacon on the seat, and ask her to try it. And there were some people at the auditorium, so they were all, everyone were all looking into the seat. Would, like, is she gonna make it? Would it be able to, to sit in the right seat, right? And she started to walk and she eventually sit down at row 10, but seat four. Like, just one <laughs> seat next to it. And everyone was, oh my God, this is so, like, almost the right, you know, out of 300, it's pretty precise. They were all clapping and then, you know, all, a lot of excitement. We were excited as well. And then we thought, hey, so if we want to provide this experience, now we need to have a beacon in all of the 300 seats in the auditorium. There's no way the auditorium will be able to pay for this. It's a lot of technology to, to, to put in place. Um, so uh, we realized we have to make some changes. Well, some change and therefore like from the entrance to the auditorium just giving you the row and then in each row you know describing how many seats are in that row and, and things from that sort i imagine this story just because sometimes as entrepreneurs you get it with an idea you you test it it makes sense it all looks great a lot of excitement from but from the business's perspective when you get into the business angle of it you realize that you know there, there is challenges there as well so it's not just about the technology or the product that you're developing, but also the business model and the sellability of what you're building. And, and, and I remember that as a great lesson for us to, to always work with both audience and see both, from both uh, perspective what could really work eventually uh, or what would be just a great you know, uh, uh, a test for the lab, right? So is, okay. that, is, that, is that answering, is that the type of story you're looking for, Maria? Yeah, well, that's a very interesting story. I would love to connect with you, Tali, uh, your <laughs> one great uh, oh, yeah. user. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Mm, wow. Okay. And uh, like what you said, okay, for entrepreneurs, yes, um, innovators, right? And of course, startups. They, it, right. It's really valuable. Like, <laughs> think about it. Yeah, make sure, make sure everyone, all the stakeholders within it are involved and, and customers of course, right? So in, the, in that story, we, we didn't really involve the customer eventually, which is the facility, the auditorium. So um, yeah, we've learned from that and obviously made a lot of changes in that uh, inception type of story. Yeah. All right. Do you have any more like lessons about or message about 
inclusivity, diversity, equality, accessibility? Uh, I'm pretty sure Tamar probably covered that as well. <laughs> Universal design. Uh, you know, we a lot people tend to think that you know assistive technology uh, is for people like in our case it's for people who are blind or visually impaired and that's it and ends of story so it's all but the way we think about it and and i think we're not the only it's actually a new i think mindset in the market is universal design meaning yes we are trying to solve some challenge for this audience but in the same breath this challenge isn't unique to this audience. It's, it's a challenge that we all face in different ways. Um, we all, I guess all of the listeners have found themselves at least at one point going in a shopping mall and asking themselves, well, where are the restrooms here? Right? Mm. We all had that point. Uh, if, if, if we'll take that and, and that's, and that's an orientation issue, right? That's an orientation challenge. Where is that? When you, whenever you ask yourself, where is something? That that's an orientation challenge, and uh, yeah, some of some of us have it more than others. But at the end of the day, we all have that challenge. So, what we again, I think from from that angle, what we're trying to think is how can we solve not just for one audience or another, but for from a universal design perspective for everyone. Um, yeah, so that's I, I guess that's for from an accessibility or, or, or inclusivity standpoint. Yeah, so yes, yeah, yeah, cool how you will make this one available, not just for visually impaired, but uh, this year, right, for a variety of people or, or maybe for everyone, right? Yeah. So if everyone or anyone wants to explore, navigate, and experience this product, how can they connect with you? Oh, easily. Uh, so, so first of all, email, that would be best. So uh, my email is idan, I-D-A-N at right r-i-g-h-t dash here h-e-a-r dot com just like our website right dash here dot com uh i'm always responding uh sometimes it takes me longer but i'm always responding mm -hmm. uh, and we are definitely looking to be in touch with anyone who has first of all feedback ideas as well as some sort of you know help from from the user perspective to to, to the facilities perspective uh, you know, we, I used to say that uh, um, if we want to get there, so to get, when I said there is like our vision, our big vision, our mission of making, you know, the world more accessible. So if we want to get there, to get there, we need to work together. Uh, and I kind of like this play of to get there and together. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, if you want to join this, anyone is listening, please contact us. Nice. To get there, I mean, accessibility, we must go together. And I, I have seen one of the, is that commercial? But it's on YouTube, like right here. And then one, uh, the visually impaired person says, McDonald's is right here. Like H-E-R-E, -E, right here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's, so that's like, the point of the, the tricky name. Yes, it's right here. So cool um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Wow. 30 minutes is really short. But yeah, Moria, thank you so much for the opportunity and, and for you listeners who listened. Um, it's an exciting journey. And uh, thanks to you, you know, even to you, it was help us putting this out there. As they say, one of our challenges is awareness and you're helping us to, to increase the awareness. So I highly appreciate that. 
A pleasure. And hashtag dadpreneur. I wish you all the luck. Um, uh, yeah, may the Lord bless you. And right here, all of your team, right? Uh, you also have a visually impaired developer, right? As well. We, have, we, have, mm. we work close, very closely with the visually impaired blind community. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. All, all the best for 2023. <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much for listening. If you learned something from this episode, kindly give us a follow and leave us a rating and review on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast. Okay, share the I Am Podcast for Startup show with someone who would benefit. And if you are an early stage or high growth startup, would love to support you and partner with you, you focus on innovation and growth, DevOps on us. Okay, please feel free to check out www.iamops.io I'd love to hear from you. Send me a quick email at may at iamops.io Thank you again. See you on the next episode. Take care.